Hello? Hello! Hello! Dave, look at us! Oh, we're in the same we're room. We're people in a space at the in same the time. same room. Wow. Well, before we get into our uh, our uh, musings on the topic, mm-hmm. uh, I would like to uh, 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 thank the listener. Yes. And greet them. Yes. To our podcast, yes. True Stowray. True Stowray. I am Dave Holmes. I am Mike Doty. Um, thank you for your patience as you as you wait um, as as you wait for a for a, a big reveal on on the true story viewers poll that's right listeners poll yeah whatever the hell we called it we didn't call it anything we didn't call it we called um, it a poll but listener we did give you the choice of what we should recap going forward should it be San Francisco should it be Los Angeles should it be London should it be Seattle yeah uh, you voted you voted in droves uh, you emailed. You were you did a, a Twitter poll thing. <laughs> we combined the two, Eurovision style. Uh, I can say coming in dead last, San Francisco. Yeah, indeed. Bach is not a man for our day. No, he's not. He's not. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm relatively okay with that. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what was three and what was two. Well, here's here's what it was. Is on Twitter. L.A. took a slight advantage. Right. But in the emails, yes. there was an overwhelming desire for London. For London. Folks, we're going to London. We're going to London. My dream has come true. I, I was I was really hoping for London. We're going to Notting Hill. We're going to the music of 1995. Oh, my God. We are going... Uh, we're, we're going to not really do much in the house. <laughs> It's going to be, you know... We do... That is the reputation of this series, but... uh, Season, but... um, See, I'm already speaking British. Um, The... So much happens. Yeah. Look, this this season is like... 90210 is a Harold Pinter play. You're absolutely right. Yes. You're absolutely right. (laughs) I'm... I'm so glad we're doing it. I'm so glad we. Yes. I'm so glad the music is the music. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's a thrill. And but I mean, what are we waiting on? Let's just dive in. Yeah, let's dive in. We spoke about episode one. We've met our cast. Uh, should we should we talk through them? Very yes. Quickly? Okay. Uh, we got uh, we got Cat who got opens Kat. episode two by yelling "Sun in England, yay!" Sun in England. Actually, yay. no. I got this. I got it wrong. Son in England, no way. Wow. Oh, yeah. She's a fencer. She's an NYU student. Uh, <laughs> she's uh, she's a physical person, as yes, we find out. as we find out. Um, we have Neil, our uh, our intellectual, as he will continuously... Continually <laughs> tell us. Oh, God. Literally nonstop. Yes. Uh, in his sleep, even, he tells you how <laughs> intellectual he is oh. and how intellectual everyone else isn't. Yes. Um, I uh, one one uh, fact about Cat I neglected to mention thirty seconds ago is she is from one of my favorite name towns in the United States, Yelm, Washington. Yelm, Washington. Y e l m Yelm. Yelm. I've never been or heard of it. Where Ooh. is it? It's in Washington. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we got Neil. We got Neil. Um, we got Lars. He's. Oh. Um, we don't know much about Lars yet. He's a German. In. He is a German cipher. He has very expressive eyebrows. He certainly does, and uh, and cheekbones for days. We have Jacinda, a beautiful Just, uh, Australian model, yes. soon to be actress, soon to be actress, uh, a a, uh, a globe trotting 
fashion uh, professional. Mm-hmm. We have Jay, a, uh, a playwright, <laughs> a young, naive playwright from somewhere in the Pacific Northeast as well. Wait, he's from Portland. Portland, Oregon. He's like OG Portland. He's really what Portland used to be like. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, I played in Portland a lot in the 90s. Mm-hmm. That's Portland. Great. Jay is Portland. He's got this weird stare, like yeah. he's like high or falling asleep mm-hmm. or kind of like looking at you in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave Holmes, yes. he grew up to be a weatherman. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> you can, you can, yeah, he just, I feel like he just wants recognition. He just wants to be seen and heard. Yes, indeed. Uh, we have Mike, we have a Mike. race car driver from my hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. Yes, I can't stop looking at his hair. Uh, it's beautiful mushroom hair. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, he, ha- he gives you a shelf. There's, it's like, it's a swoosh. And then the back is bull cut like, and then mm-hmm. a very blunt cut, uh, a very uh, a severe reverse hair shelf. Did a lot of people have that haircut? I wanted to have that haircut. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Well, could you not explain yourself to the barber properly? Well, no, it's just I have hair like this. I, it, it just oh. when when it is long, it just goes out. Right. I've, got, I've been tending to it over the the COVID period. Right. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't have like swoopy hair. Right. One of my good friends in high school had swoopy hair. He had like blonde swoops. And when he would fall asleep in study hall, we had these French magazines uh, that had ads with like alpine skiers and like <laughs> jumpers and whatever. And we would cut them out and like put them in his hair. Wow. Like, like they were going down the slope. Um, That's a solid sleeper right there. It's a very solid sleeper. It's a study hall classic. Uh, yeah, he's, he's very St. Louis in a way that we will explain later or i will yes uh, or maybe more vent about yes um but finally we have sharon 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 a gift to the world a, a bright shining world. light in the firmament yes of the real world continuum from the beginning of each episode it's yes. sharon's show because you know everyone has their this is the story and blah 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 yeah, and, yeah. and it's not being polite um she it's the real world london <laughs> she, says, she says it in a way that she's just really, really savoring it. Really oh yeah, and she's relishing a sing- it. She's a singer songwriter of mm-hmm. a of a variety, like an uh, African British singer songwriter mm-hmm. type uh, mm-hmm. that also did house music. That sure. there were at least thirty artists I can think of. Yeah, except none of them are coming to mind right now. But mm-hmm. they definitely. Oh, I'm going to say Estelle. Estelle, yeah. Yes. Estelle, sure. Yeah. Would an ultra nate be in yeah, oh, yeah, there you go. Okay. There you go. Yeah, definitely. She seems uh, destined for the gay pride circuit mm-hmm. as, we, as we come to you in Pride Month. Um, and she has... Extra, look, I've only learned about women's eyebrows within the past few years. That they existed? I, well, I, knew, I just knew they existed. I have dated women before. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the fact that they change with the era... Yes. It, it was something that was invisible to me. And she has some 90s-ass eyebrows. And how so? Well, they're very skinny, they're and they're, skinny. like, a little far up. Okay. There's, like, okay. you see a little ridge of uh, eye socket, and gotcha. then you got the eyebrow. Okay, yeah, these days, we go bushy. We oh, go, yeah. We go Lily Collins. Oh, yeah, which is, you know, Cara Cara it's, it's what Kat's doing. Okay, yeah, Kat, Kat lets like it go. She's, like, full-on full bushy brow. Kat lets it go. Yeah. Um, so, as we begin episode two... Uh, our cast has settled in with one another. They have had a they've had a dinner together. Mm. They're off to the races. Yes. Um, Jay emerges shirtless, and I'm just going to say that he, Jay is 
someone who makes me angry because <laughs> not re- I mean not like as a person he seems like a very nice person but he's got that kind of body where you know that if he did 10 push-ups a day for a month he would have a slamming body right. but he just doesn't oh you know what i mean he's that kind of skinny yeah. where it's just it's like you could you you could build something nice here jay he does a pull up in, okay. in mid episode that is like belies his theater nerd status. Yeah. Is, like, up on the balcony, mm-hmm. like, lifts himself up on the balcony. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I gotta tell you, Dave Holmes, it makes me angry, too, because I was that guy. Oh, boy. I only worked out when I was 27. Yeah. And I was fucking hot. Mm. Uh, and it lasted all of about six months. Well. And I could have started at, like, 16 or some shit. Yeah, that six months. Yeah. God bless you. Uh, Neil... Has a double uh, pierced nip. One of <laughs> Wait, his nips is double pierced. One of his nips is double pierced? I didn't know you could do that. Oh, of course. I did not know you could do that. There you um, go. Even one makes makes my chest feel nauseous. Does that make sense <laughs> yeah. at all? It absolutely um, Yeah, I was never uh, aware that that was uh, a thing that could be done. Um, is it... My, no, it's not. It's Jay who tries some Vegemite. Yes, which is... Uh, weird because that's Australian. It is. But well, it's, 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 Jacinda. it's via Jacinda. Um, what's your exposure to Marmite? Oh, I Vegemite. love Marmite. Oh my God. Absolutely love Marmite. I really I am. I am nearly as American as Mike. Uh, in that regard, I can't. I can't stand it. it what you need is wretch uncontrolled. Um, what you need is an English scone. Oh no, sorry, sorry, sorry. English. Oh my God. A, a crumpet. A crumpet. A crumpet scone. Uh, crumpet. Why? I don't know why that would make any difference. A spread. Cr- a crumpet is the is the original uh, bread item that makes the English muffin look like a terrible lie. Wow! Inflicted upon our country. Okay. Oh, the crumpet is incredible. Interesting. And you get, get a shit ton of butter, and then just a little bit of the marmite, just a little bit. Okay. Just you know, because as yeah. Americans, we want to like peanut butter, of course. And that's not we right. don't want to do that. Right. Just a little bit. Okay. Just yeah. a little bit. I'm telling you. I don't know. A little, a little goes a long way to a place where I do not want to. Go. <laughs> um, I want to call out the music. In a, well, in ev- in episodes two yeah. and three, the music yeah. is mwah. Um, Dion Ferris. I know. Oh, yes! Maybe my favorite song of the decade. Really? Yes, I love oh. it. It never doesn't work on me. I wow. love it so much. It is a perfectly executed pop song. It is not one that has been uh, played to death since. Like, I am always, right. tip, like, uh, maybe in danger of getting sick of You Get What You Give by the New Radicals, because that does get played so much uh-huh. still. Yeah. Uh, I never will get sick of it, but I'm. All, but it's, it's always, <laughs> like, <laughs> off in the distance somewhere. Never the case for I Know by Dan wow, Ferris. Yeah, it is a perfect song and a perfect video. Go back and watch the video. It's the I, most 1995 video you have ever seen. Look, if nothing else, we are reminded that the 1990s were not uh, lacking maudlin guitar music. No. They no. have they have one for every topic. Yeah. 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 And they throw them in <laughs> because this is a very angsty season. However, they also uh, put in uh, G Love's Cold Beverage. Where? I, uh, I don't probably. Someone's drinking a beverage. I guess. Guy who likes G Love. I love G Love. Yeah. I do. I can't help it. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's like I can't beer, help it. So. I can't help it. And I know that you guys have toured together. Oh, yeah. you've, you've told me stories, yep, yep. you know, and none of which have. Have jeopardized my love of G Love. Uh, indeed. Um, you know. Okay. Here's here's why I love G Love. Um, when I moved to New York City in 1994, right out of college, 
um, I was broke as shit because I worked at uh, Saatchi and Saatchi. And, and I made an entry-level ad guy salary, which sounded to me like so much money. But you lived in New York. But I lived in New York City by yeah. myself um, in a studio apartment. And it was just like by the time you know taxes and shit were taken out, I was like, oh, I literally don't have any money <laughs> at all. So I knew, I knew every draft beer special on the Upper East Side. And in order to entertain myself, because my CD budget was gone, I would uh, go to the Tower Records at 86th and Lex, right at the top of the, uh, the stairs sure. off the... Uh, the old subway stop. Six train. Uh, yes, and I would go to the listening station, and I would just like that's how I would listen to records <laughs> alone. Um, and wow. so when I finally had an extra like fifty bucks that I could spend on CDs, um, I, I bought the records that I had listened to over and over on the listening station, which were G Love and Special Sauce debut mm-hmm. album, that elegant arched eyebrow on the cover. Yes. Um, Dave Matthews Band under the table and dreaming. There you go. Uh, David Wilcox, New Horizon. Whoa. Loved it. And uh, This uh, This Perfect World by Freddie Johnston. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. Who, by the way, so uh, Ben and I went out to the desert uh, midweek this week just to, like, with a friend of ours, just to, like, unwind for 48 hours and whatever. And uh, a buddy of ours bought a house, uh, won four nights on Jeopardy and bought himself a house in in Joshua Tree. And his neighbor is Freddie Johnston. Really? Yes. So we were going to meet him on this trip, but then we got up there and we were like, "I, I don't want to. I don't want to have to be anywhere. I don't want to see anybody, you know." So this, our friend Andy popped over and we like made dinner and all that kind of thing. Right. But it was like, I just, I really want to like not have to worry about making a good first impression in in the desert. I just right. want forty eight <laughs> hours just to like chill and you know. Um, but next time, I'm going to hang out with Freddie Johnston, and I'm that, very excited. That part of the world. As I'm understanding, is becoming ever more like the Eagle Rock of the wasteland. It is a little like yeah. the desert with Williamsburg scattered yeah. like dust upon it. It is, yeah. yeah. It's very much like that. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I mean, there uh, there are apparently like there's a brew pub and there are a couple of restaurants right, and whatever. Right. We went midweek when everything is closed, and that was actually perfect because I wanted quiet. I wanted to just you know go out and look up at the stars and. You know, get a get a time lapse picture of a sunset and all that kind of, all that kind of thing. So I got to do it; it was great. Um, okay, um, Mike Johnson's 1995 sweater game. <laughs> what would you like to say about it? What would I like to say about mm-hmm. it? I was really I was more paying attention to his 1995 player hater trying okay. to get in Neil's way yes. before he. Gets down with Cat. Yeah. And I have to say that this was the golden age, the platinum age of the horny real world. Yes. You know. Yes. But a few years later, after the debacle that was Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. episode one, they jump in the hot tub, they'd Mm -hmm. be fucking, it Mm -hmm. would be over. Oh, yeah. You see all their genitals in the first episode. See everything. We see some blurry ass genitals. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that Mm -hmm. instead we get, I don't think they fuck all season. Uh, I mean, not, to our knowledge, no. yeah. not to our knowledge, no. Not to our knowledge, no. Yeah, he, you know, okay, so I noticed something uh, watching these episodes, and I wonder whether this was intentional. Um, Mike and Neil look very much alike. Huh. Their faces, just their faces. Interesting. Just their eyes, nose, and mouth look, yeah. look similar enough that I wonder whether it, what, whether they set it up for Kat, for that to be like the, like her dilemma. 
the American guy or the British guy. Right. Like, who are essentially the same guy who just right. walked very different paths. It's not even like Goofus and Gallant. It's like Goofus and British Goofus. <laughs> but it's like, it, it's it's two very different paths. Um, it, just look at them. Their faces are very, very similar. It's just Mike has an American haircut and some right. American geometric, very brightly colored sweaters. And, uh, and, and he's got not good looking hair. in my... Um, no, I don't think like either Neil's of them. Neil's good looking. Neil's okay looking. Neil, I, I he turned my head a little more this time around mm. than he did the first time. Um, Mike is just kind of all American, right? You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, also, he can't find ranch dressing. Yes, yeah. one of the signal events of pop culture in that era for me mm-hmm. is when he goes around looking for ranch dressing. Mm-hmm. He asks, he, he points into a deli counter and says, what does Tom mean? Mm-hmm. And he says tomato, tomato. or tomato, tomato, I should say. Yeah, but I mean, come on. And he gets upset by that. You can't find his ranch dressing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, I just, I just absolutely love that because he can't yeah. stop talking about it. Of course not. Of course not. And it true. it really, this is, this is, that's St. Louis. That is yes. suburban St. Louis. <laughs> Is just like we do this thing a certain way, and every you know, and if you don't, it's weird. Like it's weird. Yeah. Um, I wore um, home from New York a pair of uh, like navy and green uh, John Fluvog shoes. This probably would have been around ninety five. Right. Um, and and my oldest brother didn't drop it. I he might still <laughs> be hanging on to that like green shoes. <laughs> Crazy, you know. Anyway. Here's the other thing that Mike expresses uh, in the episode: his attraction to a trans girl. Oh, that's right. I yes. forgot about the gay panic. Yeah, that we that we land on with Mike. Yeah, it's Mike. Mike is Mike is St. Louis. Mike is yeah. suburban private school. Yeah. St. Louis. Before you even factor in the race cars. <laughs> you know, which Were is part you of all it. driving race cars in the You are issued a race yeah. car. At, wow. Yeah, at 16 years That's old. Crazy. It's weird. It's weird. More of us aren't dead. Um, he does say something about uh, somebody being light in their loafers. Is it him? Is does he, like, he really? Yeah, he's like, you know, I'm not like lighting my loafers or whatever. Which oh, is like yes. Crazy. Crazy. That, But that's just, that is a great uh, euphemism along the lines of. Uh, let's say for the love of Mike. Oh, for the love yeah. of Mike. Yeah. Ah, for the love of Mike. Mm. And uh, delicious. Let's see. There's another one. That is it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Jay gets a visit from his teacher Bruce. Yes. Now we've all known a teacher Bruce. Oh my God! Have we ever? Have we all not known? Oh man. A teacher Bruce. Teacher Bruce. Little. Um, I think probably his peers would call him flamboyant. <laughs> you know I mean? They might speak of his loafers in terms of their relative weight. Their relative weight and density. Um, he is, you know, he's he's flavorful. He's flavorful. Uh, he's frivolous. He's yeah. uh, he's fun. He's a fun teacher. <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's just that guy. He's that drama teacher. You know, right. uh, who hangs out with the students sometimes. Yeah. And it's not, there's nothing untoward going on, but it's just like he's just kind of he can't fully express himself in his job yet because it's still the way he express himself as, as being non-straight or express himself? expressing himself as being non-straight. Like there's still an element of that that needs to be sublimated. Right. And that's why he goes to visit Jay in London. I think he's already in London. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I, sir, I heard that they're like, oh, he's in town for a conference. Yeah. No, he's not. 
Well, I don't know. He could be. He could be. I don't know. Uh, what I do know he is, is very nervous around the cameras. Oh, that's what, yeah. He's putting oh, wow. it on. Yeah. He's really putting it on. Yeah. He's not young enough to be guileless in front of the cameras. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he thinks it's weird. Um, uh, Jay says, oh, I can't describe him. I can. <laughs> I can. He's great. He's great. I love a Bruce. But, yeah. it's, but it is interesting to see a Bruce because now that people can be, you know, queer people can be more three-dimensional right. and can integrate, well, not everywhere, but, like, right. per, certainly in Portland could, like, you know, integrate themselves yes. fully. Um, they are less, uh, less Bruce-like. <laughs> uh, but he is, yeah, he's definitely, he's a relic of another time. Well, and that I, I is... Salute, I salute a, Bruce. That is a great uh, secondary... Real world character. Mm-hmm. We meet another one who is one of my least favorite in all of the history of this uh, uh, program. Uh, is Chris? Chris, yeah. Neil's girlfriend, Chris. Neil's girlfriend she's a fighter. Chris, she's yeah. no fun at all. What a dick. No fun. Yeah, and sends him in a, a moment everyone remembers a pig's heart with a nail through it. A pig's heart with a nail through it. That says, this is the real world. Yes. HVD. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Chris. She is implying yeah. that this world isn't real. Mm-hmm. It's not real, Dave. Mm-hmm. It's not real. Wow, I never thought of that <laughs> before, Chris. You must oh, be an intellectual. Wow. Like your boyfriend. Why did Neil want to be on this show? That, see, that is a thing I really yeah. want to get into. He can't shut up about how smart he is. Yes. And how much he loves a good intellectual tussle. Right. And he doesn't think he can get it with any of the people. Like, just painting all of the roommates with right. the same brush. And and saying that they're all incapable of intellectual conversation. Which, like, he's not real fucking good at it either. Well, honestly, uh, I looked him up. Uh-huh. He's... he's He's cooking with grease, man. He, he's like got a, the brain thing. What do you Definitely mean? has it. Oh, like he's he's written academic papers okay. with incomprehensible titles. Okay, but that doesn't like, mean he's smart. Well, my theory about him is he thought he was going to come in and make fun of Americans. He mm-hmm. says something along the lines of, yeah, Mike's the kind of America that I have a problem with. And it's yeah. like, well, fuck you, you have a problem with Yeah, it. yeah. You know. Is he black like, well, you have a problem with Corsicans or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever, people from the Outer Hebrides. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, anyway. He came in thinking he was going to be making fun of Americans. Yes. <laughs> but he's got his Jacinda. Yeah. He's got his Lars. And, oh, yes, he's got Sharon. He's got Sharon, who, by the way, keeps that ball in the air. Oh, yeah. Like, she holds her own in this, you know, he thinks he's sparring, and yeah. then she comes in, and she's like, she's as good as he is. Yeah, and, and she's, like, happy, and, yeah. you know, he's like, the Americans think they're so happy. Yeah. Sharon is happy as fuck. Yes. Yeah. And smart. Yeah. And British. Yeah. So suck it. Um, what I do like about Neil is uh, is that, you know, when Mike goes down his gay panic shame spiral <laughs> uh, over uh, being attracted to a trans woman who's very attractive, um, they, of course, play heterosexual man. Yes, by, by the odds. Oh, is that God. who that is? Yeah, the odds. The odds. Holy shit. I forgot about that. You don't remember. You of all people, I think. I thought it was Dead Eye Dick. <laughs> well, who did uh, New Age Girl? But I'm, get, I'm getting my '90s novelty hits confused. Um, but when uh, when they all tease him about it, and then I believe it's him and Cat in the uh, in the confessional. Cat talks about you know Mike's level of, of discomfort. 
uh, in Gay Panic, and Neil says, should I have sex with Mike? I was like, you know what, I like that. I like that you just kind of put that out there. Um, it's the kind of thing a Mike could never do and probably still can't ever do. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. Um, no, I know. I know for sure. Because here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. This is what I wanted to get into. This is the per- this is where it gets personal. This is where it stops being polite Boom. and starts getting personal. This is going to start to get real, isn't it? It is going to start to get really real. Um, okay, so St. Louis. Private school, St. Louis. West County, private St. Louis. Here we are. Missouri, right? Where, where Ellie Kemper came from and did the, the Veiled Prophet Ball, and then on Twitter they were calling her a KKK princess. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. That yeah, part yeah. of the world. Yes. Um, which, by the way, like, if you in fucking 2021 couldn't do the 0.3 seconds of research that it takes to <laughs> learn that Ellie Kemper is from an incredibly wealthy family. Right. Um, with the entire internet at your fucking fingertips. Yeah. You cannot be mad at Ellie Kemper <laughs> for not, in 1999... Laura crofting her ass into some dusty library to like right. research the the history, the <laughs> problematic history of the Veiled Prophet or yes. whatever. It was like this is shit you do to get your mom off your back. Right. You know what I mean? Like go easy on Ellie Kemper. She's yeah. not a she's not a clams woman. Anywho, um, so he he went okay. So Mike went to Burroughs, which was like a, a, a fancier private school than the one that I went to, but a private school all the same. I went to one called Priory. It was all boys, uh, Catholic school. Uh, you know, collared shirts. Uh, you know, low for dress dress shoes, you know the whole the whole right. bit, right? And our mascot was the Re- we were the Priory Rebels, and so when I was there, it was literally uh, Beauregard, you know, Q slaveholder or right. whatever was his right. name was was the actual guy, and he was like a, a little angry little Confederate general, and there were like Confederate flags up in the gym and in the weight room and all that kind of thing, which we thought nothing of, of course, in 1989, nothing. And uh, and so in the wake of which we white people thought nothing of, which we white people yes. thought nothing of, right? And like to the point where it was like I didn't even think to to consider anyone else's perspective, right. you know, because that's just that is how shut right. off you are, Billy Idol, etc. Right. Um, so in the wake of of you know, um, you know certainly in recent years, and then last summer with the George Floyd thing, um, uh, the the headmaster was like. And, and I think probably it was it was really? kind of it came up probably like from the students, but uh, but the, the headmaster said it is time for us to change our mascot. This Thank is God. this is crazy. We gotta get with the times. It was wildly controversial with really? the alumni. Yeah, a lot of people made a lot of stink about it. But then it became you know a, a, a fit, like a leadership exercise for the student council to like choose a new mascot, and, right. you know, and get a get a feel for like what it would be and what the students want and all that kind of thing. Went with the Ravens, which has something to do with with Saint Benedict. It's run by Benedictine monks. Right. There's, there's significance to a raven. I don't know what, but we're now the Priory Ravens, and still a lot of the alumni are fucking livid. <laughs> so this week it was uh, it was Priory Alumni Day of Giving, right? So you're supposed to give. And like, hey, you know, class of 89, let's try and get in the top 10 for right. participation or whatever. And there's only 40, graduated 49. There are 44 of us now. But anyway, so this email went out and uh, and a, a couple guys, including like a good high school friend of mine, wow. replied, they have to change it back to the Rebels or I'm never giving them another dime. Wow. Um, which is like shocking. I mean, yeah. it's shocking, and then at the same time, it's like, it's not shocking, because, you know, you've never left St. Louis, you know, you have not stopped to consider anyone else's perspective, you have for sure said <laughs> everyone in the world is too sensitive right now, and you've never stopped to think that you are the one who's yes. too sensitive. Um, so, 
So I so I donated for the first time right on. There you in go. probably twenty years. I'm in. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so yeah, it was my old friend Shane Sweeney who said that, and oh, so dear. I so I did a little uh, donation, and I listed Shane ah. Sweeney as my spouse. Thank you, Shane. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so uh, here's what I would like to have seen: is every high school team in America and college team for that matter called the Rebels mm-hmm. overnight. Mm-hmm. Under cover of darkness, rebrand their whole shit jerseys, mm-hmm. posters, T-shirts with pictures of Princess Leia. Great. That it would be the worst of the rebels. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, still the rebels. That could that could have worked. You go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't do that. Should have yeah. done that. Yeah. Didn't. Well, I'll take the Ravens. I'm my, happy with the Ravens. My high school is, was the Raiders, which was like. Okay. Uh, Native American stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, I I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, I really hope they change it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's time. Yeah, it's time. This is and like, time. Yeah, change is good. Yeah, change is good. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, it's going to happen whether you like it or not. <laughs> so, are you going to fucking deal with it and change with it, right. or are you just going to stay in place and get angrier and angrier? Right. Until you die. I'm guessing the, the latter. Yeah, but I, you know, I and and c- certainly somebody needs to lovingly point that out. But I'm not going to be the one to do that. <laughs> but I'm tired. I'm tired. Uh, so anyway, um, Priory Ravens, uh, enjoy your twenty-five dollar donation. It wasn't a lot, but it was participation. Uh, okay, a good level of flirting, I think, between Cat and Neil. Oh, they're both very good at flirting. You think so? That's I do your, think your so. judgment is that it seems like they're fun. They're, it seems like they're enjoying themselves with flirting. They seem to get along. Chris is so awful that one can imagine. Mm-hmm. I just kept looking at. So when she sends, uh, Chris sends the um, the Valentine, the pig's heart with the nail. She addresses it to K N E E L nail, which is you know it's, it's pretty art school one hundred and one. That's yeah. Um, but, uh, Black wordplay. he, like, I think, I get a lot of sympathy for the guy. Yeah. I think he wants to be happy. Yeah. He's got this whole thing about, you know, the Americans are too happy and this, and I want the gloom and the other. I think he is a man who wants to be happy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Actually, when his band plays. Well, he certainly wants to be famous. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. Oh, famous making you happy. Oh, God. No, That's a whole other thing. We don't love it. Uh, must be weird to be very famous on the real world mm-hmm. and then be completely forgotten. Yeah. Like, I was just, like, I, I, I left the season on. I watched the episodes and then just, just let them play. And it was really like a reenactment of the days when Saturday you would just leave it on all day yes. and watch... The entire life of a cast. Drift into and out of naps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Eat pastrami, whatever. Pastrami. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Sharon forgetting to give a message. That, that feels was like a relic from another time. That is like some Jane Austen shit. Yes. Like, that is, uh, you know, it, I guess it was, uh, what, even, I keep forgetting her name. Chris. Yeah. Chris calls, and she's going somewhere on the tube, <laughs> and so, like, if you want to come along, yeah. she doesn't say where it is, and he doesn't know where it is. And it's an incredibly forgets. involved message of a kind that I remember getting and leaving with people that's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to be at Limbo, and I'll be there at 5, but then we're going to the to Tompkins Square, and there's yes. a thing, and then yes. so-and-so's going to be there, and, yes. you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a pre-cell phone time. It's a pre-pager time. Um, it's, I, I, okay, so I was never going to get a cell phone. Okay, that was going to really? be, yeah, I was just, I, I didn't, I didn't want one. I mm. liked to be able to like unplug. And, uh, and so I would call, uh, when I had roommates, um, we would all check our answering machine cause you could do it remotely, like oh, from yes. a pay phone, you, yes. you know, whatever we leave, we'd leave messages for each other saying where we're going to be, where, which was always the gaff on like 82nd and second. Yeah. And, um, and so I went one Friday evening, got off of work, um, popped my head into the gaff. Roommates were not there, so I went to the corner to the payphone to uh, check my messages. This is in probably '98, and I got uh, ketchuped. There was a rash what? on the upper east side of payphone ketchupings. Uh, kids would oh. put ketchup on the ear and mouthpiece, and then like watch from a nearby apartment window. <laughs> and uh, and, and so that's I, when you got a cell phone. That, that oh. next day, I got an OmniPoint cell phone. Oh my gosh. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll do yep. it for you. Uh, yeah, and I Q-tipped ketchup out of my ear canal mm. for three days. It was Man. disgusting. Um, Mike furious at the level of flirting going on between Kate and Neil, um, which, like, we feel, we think he's a little angry, but it's not confirmed until Hey Jealousy. Yes, indeed. It's not confirmed. Oh, oh my God. The, the, the boneheadedly simple... Cues, yes. music cues on the yes. show, deliciously, simple. just just a wonderful artifact. Delicious. Cat, um, very defensive about the the idea that uh, she and Neil are hooking up. Um, she, I, I believe it's her who talks about the fact that the whole house is splitting apart. <laughs> it's episode two. We just met you. You just met each other. It's, How can you be splitting apart? It's really. Uh, interesting. I. I, I I found it very difficult to, you know, annotate the blow-by-blow blow of the cats and Neil, and mm-hmm. then Mike's jealous, mm-hmm. and then Sharon comments on it, because it, it really, like, it it was uh, the golden age of horny, the golden age of, like, Pinterest pauses, yeah. and Dutch angles. Yeah, oh, mad Dutch angles. I, I have a feeling that they had a British crew... And somebody just called up and said, we want some Dutch angles. And they're like, oh, no, let's do everything as a Dutch angle. Let's absolutely do everything at a Dutch angle. That's early MTV for you. That's yeah. Duff era MTV for Dude, you. Duff. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Sweet Duff. A you, great person. You know Duff. I hang out with Duff sometimes. Yeah. Still. Yeah, well, it's been a couple years, but it's been a couple years since yeah. I've been to New York, actually, because of all this. But So Duff probably has a very wealthy husband and a bunch of children. Uh, she has one child. Uh, and a very wealthy husband. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, yeah. She married. This is so great. Um, it's in her book, so I'm not telling tales out of school. But she was with somebody else when uh, when she met him, and she, you know, she had. I, I don't know the name of the the. She has like a, a chronic disease. Um, oh yeah, that's that right. She like deals with chronic pain, and uh, and when she first got it, they weren't quite sure what it was, and she was you know on a lot of meds and got very sick a lot, and uh, and so she met this guy at uh, at a party and. Explained to him what was going on, and then uh, the next week, and, and, and she would she would sleep like on the floor of her bathroom because she she had to get up and, and vomit so much, and uh, and so she told this guy that, and then the next week she got a delivery and it was a monogrammed dog bed for her to put next to her toilet and curl up and sleep on, and she was like, oh I'm not I'm seeing this guy now. Wow. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and now they're married. Wow. And truly, his his family like. Uh, invented 
refrigeration. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or like commas or something. <laughs> like it, it's he's he's their like legit setup. Um, and she is the coolest in the world. I bet. Um, and and we, we meet for noodles often when I'm uh, in New York City at an Ipudo. And, of course, everyone knows who she is. You're whisked to your table because Karen's here. Right. Her. Not Duff. Not remember from back in the day. But yeah, I think I think she might be more a Karen now. Yeah. 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 And she is a Karen. Something. Yeah. That's a Well, I hope not. Not a No, no I mean, no, no. She is a literal Karen. She's, she's a literal that. Karen. Not a figure. So, I'm worried about football. Yes. Um, first of all, sociologically fascinating to me mm-hmm. that, um, you know, Neil Mike's sitting on the couch, Mike turns on the TV, says, oh, San Francisco won. And he goes, how do you know that? He just, they just tipped some water over. Yeah. And it's the Gatorade on top. It's the Gatorade on top. And that's like immediately, you know, that that's crazy, like, you yeah. know, deep cultural knowledge. Yeah. The other thing is... You know, Neil's like, well, it's just people bumping into each other and falling down. They go two feet and they fall down. And, mm-hmm. you know, cut to a confessional, Mike going, it's not just people falling, you know, bumping into each other after two feet and falling down. And there is a moment, a silent moment, a bit of a glance where you can see his inner dialogue going, maybe it is just it is. people moving two feet and, feet and bumping into each other. A little bit. There are a lot what of opportunities if he's right? for commercial breaks. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah, he is not wrong, especially when you put it up against a, a British or an English football game, a Which rest of the world football game. Endless tension and yeah. angst and you're yeah. never relieved and you can actually tie games. Non-stop sprint yeah. intervals. Right. Um, yeah, there's a lot more action, a lot fewer pads. Um, it, yeah, American football, not as much fun. I My question... Oh, about, I think it's more fun. I mean, yeah. honestly, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm just... Sorry. Never I, grew, I grew up at West Point. Okay. What do you want? Never gotten into it. Um, my question is, what the fuck time is it? Like, because it's, if they're getting the Super Bowl live, oh. it's got to be three in the morning or something. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Especially if it's the end, which I don't think it is. They go back and forth as to whether it is the end. And I'm wondering whether, this is too much thought of doing this, right. but whether the tipping of the Gatorade wasn't from, like, a, a highlights package from the there playoffs or something, and then they're at the beginning of the game. But even that would be like... Midnight, right, or something. Right? Maybe it's first thing in the morning. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. But everyone's don't know. got their coffee. And I don't know. I'd say the pajama game in that house is pretty tight. Everyone's yeah. everyone's got some comfy clothes. Yeah, that they are There's perfectly willing to rock. There's some night owls. Um, I wonder, uh, given my concern about what time it is, whether uh, a Jay and a Mike ever actually stop being on. American time. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they ever regulate and start getting up at regular morning hours. I mean, Jay appears to be asleep constantly. Pretty much constantly. On yeah. camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mike defends his American, his Americanity uh, <laughs> a lot. A lot. Like, a, a sentence in which he says the word American 10,000 times. Yes, indeed. Uh People say I'm American, and I must I'm, I must look like I'm more American than any other American, but I dress American yeah. like any other American, and yeah. I, if you think I'm American, then I'm going to tell you I'm American, and I'm proud to be an American. So one I, of, one of the gotcha. best, best things is uh, the way he imitates English accents. Oh, my God, Mike. <laughs> what It is like a Transylvanian, <laughs> Romanian kind of vampire accent for everyone. Everyone, 
my well, I lived in Notting Hill. Yeah. Uh, like a year after that, you know, uh, sidebar when Sharon speaks of it as an artsy neighborhood, I sigh. Uh, it once was. Yeah. Um, but my girlfriend uh, did a very white imitation, and this is how it went. Oh boy. Hello. Oh. I am Doctor Love. Oh. Oh, no. It was great. Oh, I love it. It was great. And I that's love a, it. akin to the mic. I love it. Uh, saying tea and cappuccino. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, I don't really do a British accent anymore, except except if, like, like I have a, a, a British friend who's a little, who's kind of, like, grew up kind of fancy. Um, and when I imitate him, it's um, it's like Anthony Blanche from Brideshead Revisited. Have you ever seen the, the old, yeah. like, the Jeremy Irons Brideshead yeah, Revisited? Yeah, yeah. Dude with the teddy bear. Uh, no, that's, um, oh. Sebastian. Anthony Blanche is the right. one. Um, <laughs> Randy Alexander. <laughs> two for you and two for me. Well, that's, that's, that's Yum, yum. <laughs> Down the red lane they go. <laughs> but that's not what British people sound like. Um, except my friend Stephen, but no. Um, okay, so yeah, he says he's American 10,000 times. And that is why, that is where I'm getting this like St. Louis triggering is that he's like, he's, he's just dug in to this thing and he's just, you know, and I'm sure he is no less that way now. hundred percent a Trump voter. Mm, We have to assume. Well, I don't know. People change, but but they don't. People change the other way. Yeah. Like people, like, like I have friends that were, you know, like, Lefty, you know, uh, art nerd, theater sure. nerds like me, who sure. are like Trumpy as fuck. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's rough. Um, and I bet there's a ton of that out in the desert, actually. Like, yeah, I didn't, really? I, we didn't really get into it, but I bet you if you if you scratch, you'll find it. Trumpy Eagle Rock. Trunky, the Trumpy, void. yeah, Trumpy Artie. Yeah. You know, uh, let's just blow the whole thing up, like that kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. already living out in the desert. Um, but yeah, uh, people like that, I bet. I bet Mike's take is that he essentially did a junior year abroad with by doing this show. So like right. I lived in London, so I understand. Like uh, not understanding that his experience oh, was very different. Right. And uh, I bet he thinks he knows a lot more about the world than he does. Okay. I don't know. In Mike's defense, mm-hmm. Neil sings a song at rehearsal with his band, who mm-hmm. are wretched. Terrible. And have a guy that really you can only say he slap a the bass. Yes. By the way, yes. Yeah. When, when they start playing, I'm sorry to interrupt, but when, when it's when we just get the music yeah. over over shots of Neil walking through the city, I swear to God, I thought they were playing "You Belong to the City" by Glenn Frey. <laughs> it's that baseline. <laughs> oh God, it's that baseline. So yeah, Unilever, like you're Glenn Frey. But they have a song that Neil sings called "One Thousand Ways to Dislike You." <sighs> Which is great. Not 1,000 ways to hate you. Mm. Like, it's such... So, I feel bad for Neil because I was kind of that person. Mm. I wasn't that smart. Mm. But... I don't think he's smart. But he he writes complicated papers. Yeah, that doesn't make you smart. Elevated Stupidity. He wrote a whole piece about it. It's oh, like, you did indeed. Uh, yeah, it, that he's he's a good example. I, I don't know how stupid he is, but I don't think he's as smart as he think he is, thinks he is. Well, no one who thinks they're smart is as smart is as they think they're smart. Right, 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 yeah, right, yeah. And like a good vocabulary and right. you know that level of education can right. make you think that you're way smarter than you actually are. Uh, but your your music is fucking atrocious, garbage, absolutely and, atrocious. And as Mike notes, 
You don't scream and yell when you're really happy. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. These I are, do. I do. Honestly, these are I do. Cathartic yells. I did uh, uh, howl at the moon in uh, in the desert. You did. I did howl into the nighttime desert sky with everything I had, and it felt great. Is that a thing that LA people are supposed to do? Like, no, I just wanted to. Like along with the coffee with the just wanted turmeric to. in it or no, I don't have no. that anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it just felt like, it felt like I needed, I had some things I needed to get out. So I, so I gave it a couple of good, good whoops. Felt nice. Neighbors probably didn't love it. Um, I, I do love, uh, uh, Kat and Neil going out and Neil just frowning at art. (laughs) Yes. And I was looking at him going, you don't know what the fuck this is that you're looking at. You have no appreciation for it. Nope. You were just looking at the, and I also noticed that there were a couple of paintings they didn't really get a shot. I'm sure they wanted like some dialogue in front of it, but there were a couple paintings that were just white panels, mm-hmm. you know, which is like the classic. Like that's not art. Mm-hmm. How can that? That's be? the painting from yeah. art from yeah. the play. Art is <laughs> literally just a black yes. white canvas. Yeah, um, beautiful. He plans uh, to. He's trying to create a genre of music called progressive assquake. Yes, uh, and uh, and. Play a note that makes everyone uh, shit. shit themselves. Yes. Yeah, South Park joke. That was a South couple Park years ahead of A couple time. years later. Yeah. yeah. And but the 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 best. I not a lot of lules like legitimate LOL mm-hmm. on the real world for me. Lars's eyebrow reaction to uh, Sharon telling him that Neil wants to make people shit their pants. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, LOL. Yeah, yeah, it was good. True LOL. It was good. Right yeah. up there with Mike's reaction to the actual music itself. Fully jaw on him. Just like, what? I fucking know this guy. I know this guy. And, uh, and Lars says, I don't know why that was dedicated to us. Mm-hmm. Again, Neil was like, yeah, guys, let's play a show. And all these dumb Americans. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, the super metropolitan... Uh, you know, Berlin guy and model and, mm-hmm. you know, an African British person. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, that's not what he... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not what he signed up for. The soundtrack in this episode includes mm-hmm. uh, a, a moody number from The The. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Indeed um, it does. As I, as I believe Neil chases uh, Chris, I can never remember her name. She is, she is a bit. <laughs> She's a British bit. A brip. A Brit. Um, oh, man. Oh, that's a great moment in the history you. of our podcast. Thank dude. you. Thank you. God. And just right there. Spontaneous. Improvised. Um, also, a uh, an alternative moment from Alice Cooper, Lost in America. That was Alice Cooper. That's Alice Cooper. I shazammed I, that shit. I listened to that song, and I was like, oh, my God, there were so many songs like that. Yes. In the 90s, on like, on like the... The lower end of the playlist of yes. the edge, the end, Alice, the yes, Brad, oh my whatever. God. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was Alice Cooper. I, I assumed that it would be some like one hit, you know, the odds right, type group. Right, 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 right. Alice Cooper, not his finest moment. Um, yeah, it, it, excellent, excellent work on the soundtrack. I, I, it is, it is that beautiful moment, that beautiful just after Nirvana moment, where everything. It was just like there were no rules. Right. And, like, you'd get excited about uh, about a new Tori Amos single. Yes. And it'd get played on the radio a bunch. Yes. God is in this. This is, that's, what a moment. I make my living because that moment happened. Yes. Because basically after, uh, when, I feel like I said this on this podcast before, but I'll say it again. When uh, Nirvana 
blew up. Geffen literally had not printed enough compact discs. Yeah. They did not think. They thought they had faith in it. Yeah. But not like it happened. Yeah. Um, they, they went out opening for the Chili Peppers when they had a number one record. Yeah. Um, and the whole universe just changed overnight. And the world of record companies became these people scrambling to grab anything they did not understand. Mm-hmm. And hence... Uh, the Flaming Lips were on Warner Brothers. Yep. Soul Coffin was on Warner Brothers. The Melvins were on Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Stereolab was on uh, Electra, Mercury Rev on Columbia. I mean, just, like, they were just like, I don't get it. Let's give them money. Yeah. 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 The Butthole Surfers. The Butthole Surfers, yeah. Sore spot for me because they, their, their big sellout single uh, has more spins than my big sellout mm-hmm. single. Yeah. And it's not as good. Well, thank you very much. It's not as good. I, actually, you know, I, I, I need to rewind that. My quote-unquote Big Salad single is a song that I've always loved playing, still love playing it, mm-hmm. really enjoy. Uh, believe me, I know all kinds of people from that era that hate their single. Yeah. I am very happy to say that I actually love that song. I love your song yeah. as well. Well, thank you. Um, Neil's uh, Pursuit of Chris uh, throughout London right. is so depressing um, because he goes out to Dalston, right? It's a great gay bar. <laughs> Dalston Superstore uh, in Dalston. Um, that where, okay, um, I, my friend Stephen, the fancy one, who right. doesn't talk like Anthony Blanche right. from Rights Out of Visitor, but does in my head, um, took me out there. And it's it's this great little place, and it's like a long like it's like a long hallway basically. Right. It's a long like corridor type room, and uh, at the end of the bar they have like a one of those like things of water, like a like a big like a thing with a little spigot yep. on it. Yep. Yeah, like water with uh, little like slices of cucumber in it, so mm-hmm. you can you know hydrate while you're taking a break from the dance floor. And uh, and I was up at the bar, and this drunk woman came up. And, uh, and pointed at the thing. She goes, "This water." <laughs> and, uh, and I said, "Yeah." And she goes, "Right." With cukes in. <laughs> and then just walked away. That was one of my favorite British interactions ever. Anywho. Uh, so he goes to Dalston. She's not there. Um, he lets himself into her apartment anyway. With like, And she's got a roommate who looks like one of the Gallagher brothers. Yes. And, uh, and then he writes a note. Um, I've uh, come all the way across town to bitch at you and you don't have the common decency to yes. be home. Oh, he's and red home. crayon. Yeah. Like, just... And puts on. it on top of her Nirvana book that she has on her desk next to yeah. her desktop computer. And he's got a little gift for her, and he, like, just tosses it on her computer yeah. keyboard yeah. angrily. What a dick. And then there's lots of footage of him doing some moody-ass walking. Doing some moody walking. Yep. Until he finally gets to the uh, the box office where she works, mm-hmm. some, you know, alternative theater. Yeah. Where Endgame is, is currently playing or huh. something. And not Avengers Endgame, but Endgame. And uh, and and she does my least favorite thing when he presents her with the barbed wire heart that he has bought, which is already so fucking stupid. Right. Um, she's like, "Oh, is this for me?" Ha 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 ha! Like, does the mirthless laugh? Right. Of the of the the person with no joy in their heart. Right. Um, yeah, it's just no fun. She doesn't want to be a part of the show. Um, he doesn't know why he wants to be a part of the show. Doesn't understand. He's too insecure to just deal with the fact that he wants to be famous. Um, and he's I, not going to do it through that terrible band with the man who slapped the bass. No, he sure is. song about the thousand ways that he dislikes someone. Yeah, and isn't isn't there like it's, it's like spoken word 
something. Oh and, god, and he's like sharpied eyebrows on himself for the show. On his fucking. Yeah, I'm. I'm really Lord beginning to god. understand the motivation of the person who will later bite his tongue off. <laughs> I don't know when that happens. I was worried well, it might be this episode, um, but it didn't. Didn't happen. Yeah. So that. So we've learned that they're going to show. Neil's been more than once in the season. Yeah. Baffling move. We're not for the tongue biting. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, we're three episodes into London. I'm loving it. I'm loving it too, everybody. So, a number of people were like, nothing happens this season. We beg to differ. Oh, yeah. A lot happens. Much happens this season. A lot happens. I think people just internalized how much they hate Neil. Sure. Fair. Absolutely, Absolutely fair. fair. Absolutely fair. Um, there's, I don't. There's probably not, or is there? Is there a trip in this one? Oh, I don't know. Um, have they been doing trips yet? I don't think so. Well, they started doing trips with Jamaica in, in New York. Well, okay, yeah, they did that. Did they, but were there further? Did San Francisco go anywhere? I don't feel like they did. No, I think that. I don't think L.A. went anywhere. Was Miami directly before this, or was this right after? This was four, so I guess after San Francisco. Yeah. Right. So Miami, I think, was right after London. Right. Um, and they... Did they go somewhere? You're in Miami. Where are you going to take a vacation That's to? true. That's it, true. Um, I just remember uh, in Seattle, uh, David Burns opening the package and go, We're going to Nepal! <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there someday. We're going to get to did Seattle someday. I promise you. I promise. Um, but yeah, this is... Yeah, no, is there a lot of action? But there is there is beauty and art in the stillness. There oh, is mean, it's look, it's not like if you like jealous, petty people mm-hmm. with with psychological problems that they won't start unpacking until they're thirty seven, yes. This is the place for you. This is it. This is yeah. it. You've done it. Um I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to I'm very tear excited. in. I'm very excited. So welcome back. Thank you, this voters. Is true Stow Ray, what are we gonna call this? Will this be like season four? True Stow Ray. Uh, uh, season, uh, I'm going to say three. Okay. So this'll, yeah. All right. Season three. Sure. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> season three. It's season, we've already done a few episodes of season three, which was the, you know, the, yes. the whole, the process. But yeah, season three. The, the other one, that was the casting special. That was the casting special. Yes. And we're going right through the season. <laughs> Racing right through the season. We'll do two episodes at a time. Watch along on Paramount oh, Plus. Yeah. Um, I think it's free. I think it's free. Yeah, you gotta pay money if you want the commercials to go. Away. If you want the commercials to go yeah. away, which they're not that bad. No. Uh, if they kept in the 1995 commercials, it'd be. Oh better. my god! Yeah. Wow. All right. So, until until next time, until next week, until next time. Mm. You say it, Dave. All clocks down. All clocks down.